Thank you for listening to the Your Mindful Coach podcast. This is Mark Balser. Today I'll be exploring joy. You may have seen a recently uploaded podcast episode entitled Seven Mindful Minutes Sensing Joy. And today I'll talk a bit and then we'll move into a 15 minute practice of guided meditation. So, joy. Um, in the Buddhist tradition, there's four immeasurable immeasurable qualities, which I'll talk about in a bit, but one of them is joy, and more specifically, a sympathetic joy, a joy that we can recognize in others, and then again in ourselves. In the Buddhist scripture, the Dhammapada, there's a lovely selection that I thought I'd share with you. Live in joy and love, even among those who hate Live in joy, in health, even among the afflicted. Live in joy, in peace, even among the troubled. Live in joy, without possessions, like the shining ones. Let go of winning and losing, and find joy. There is no fire like passion, no crime like hatred, no sorrow like separation, no sickness like hunger of the heart, and no joy like the joy of freedom. Health, contentment, and trust are your greatest possessions, and freedom your greatest joy. Look within, be still free from fear and attachment. Know the sweet joy of the way. How joyful to look upon the awakened and to keep company with the wise. Follow then the shining ones, the wise, the awakened, the loving, for they know how to work and forbear. Follow them as the moon follows the path of the stars. So I'm pretty new to the practice of joy, but one of the things I like about it is how it activates a sensation in me when I recognize it in others. Recently, I was meeting with a group of men and we each shared a moment of joy we'd recently experienced. A friend of mine mentioned that he saw a small blue flower as he was walking and how much he appreciated the beauty of that small blue flower. And what do you know, in the following days, everywhere I looked, I saw small blue flowers. Now I recognize that it's spring, but the awareness and the sensitivity, the empathy that I brought to that person sharing allowed me to see what was already there in front of me. In a sense, what we tend to in our mind grows. There's an old story of a Cherokee Indian who's teaching his grandson about life. He says, a fight is going on inside me. It is a terrible fight and it is between two wolves. One is evil, he is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, 
guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, and kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person as well. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So with practice, and in this case, the practice of joy, I think it's possible to see even more joy. I don't want you to confuse this with happiness. I just recently read a book called America the Anxious, and one of its uh, big criticisms of how we treat anxiety in our society is how the self-help industry creates unrealistic expectations. So books that promise happiness just by following a few steps often creates a level of anxiety in those who take that on when they don't immediately find happiness in that situation. And to me, the practice of joy is more about an uncovering of something that's already there, as opposed to going out and getting something specifically. It's more about letting go, letting your guard down to reveal something that's already inside of you. So Jack Cornfield, one of my favorite teachers, talks about joy as a process of having gates. So instead of saying, here's the secret to joy, there's some practices that can support finding it yourself. He writes about six of them in a podcast episode. The first is integrity. When you speak and act in alignment with your integrity, you naturally feel joy. Second is generosity. As we share our heart with others, the spirit of offering is profound and sustainable in us. The third is gratitude. Could be a simple appreciation of the things that you have in your life or you do in your life. And it doesn't need to be dependent on certain conditions, more dependent on the quality of your heart. And in this way, your sorrows can also be a source of gratitude and ultimately joy. Then there's trust. To be enlightened is to be without anxiety about non-perfection. So trusting that the way things are are the way they are and that we're part of a greater picture. The fifth is mindfulness, and I'm sure happy about that, given my business is called Your Mindful Coach. But it brings forth the reality of the here and now and awareness of what's happening and our ability to be with that. And finally, there's connection. Joy can be contagious, just as the story of the blue flower can make us see blue flowers. As we hear others describe their joy, we might feel it as well. And as one of my good friends pointed out when we were talking about this, joy creates the opportunity for hope. 
and with hope we can progress in life. So before jumping into the intro to the guided practice, I thought I'd share one last poem. It's by Jack Gilbert, entitled A Brief for the Defense. Sorrow everywhere, slaughter everywhere. If babies are not starving someplace, they are starving somewhere else, with flies in their nostrils. But we enjoy our lives because that's what God wants. Otherwise, the mornings before summer dawn would not be made so fine. The Bengal tiger would not be fashioned so miraculously well. The poor woman at the fountain are laughing together, between the suffering they have known and the awfulness in their future. Smiling and laughing while somebody in the village is very sick. There is laughter every day in the terrible streets of Calcutta, and women laugh in the cages of Bombay. If we deny our happiness, resist our satisfaction, we lessen the importance of their deprivation. We must risk delight. We can do without pleasure, but not delight, not enjoyment. We must have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of the world. To make injustice the only measure of our attention is to praise the devil. If the locomotive of the Lord runs us down, we should give thanks that the end had magnitude. We must admit there will be music despite everything. We stand at the prow again of a small ship anchored late at night in the tiny port, looking over to the sleeping island. The waterfront is three shuttered cafes and one naked light burning. To hear the faint sound of oars in the silence as a rowboat comes slowly out and then goes back is truly worth all the years of sorrow that are to come. So just like the story of the two wolves, we never get rid of one of those two wolves. Sure, that bad wolf gives us trouble, but it's also helpful in our growth, in our development. And I think in the same way, this experience of joy that's not independent of our suffering is a really important way to be connected, present, and mindful. So enjoy the rest of this podcast, including the guided meditation. There's a bit of a fan noise that you'll hear, and I hope it will become part of your mindfulness practice. If you'd like to learn more, please visit my website, www.yourmindfulcoach.com, or email me at mark, that's M-A-R-C, at yourmindfulcoach.com. Thank you. So, uh, uh, joy today. So, joy is one of the four immeasurables um, in Buddhist philosophy. Um, four measure, measurable qualities, four measurable qualities of uh, enlightenment. Um, sometimes it's translated four immeasurable qualities of awakening. Kind of like that better because we're we're all awakening. We're in different phases of awakening. Awakening. If one of us 
finds enlightenment, you'd probably have to leave the group or something like that. <laughs> we're, it's a, we're in this process. That, that like, this kind of process of like knowing and then humbling. And then knowing and humbling. Because like, we're starting to figure it out. But then we realize we didn't figure it out. Um, I, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. Um, so there's four of them. Um, compassion, love and kindness, equanimity, which means balance, and joy. Um, and those first two, compassion and love and kindness, we've done in this group. And usually the way you work it is you start with somebody that's just super easy to love, you know, like a puppy or something like that. And you offer your compassion, you offer your wishes for happiness and health and all those things. And then through those practices, you slowly move towards, in compassion practice, you move towards someone that's suffering right now, someone that's in a lot of pain, and you offer your wishes to them. Um, oftentimes in loving kindness, you find your way towards a difficult person, and you're trying to figure out a way, how can I offer this person happiness, health, wellness, and of course... The way you can do that is if, you know, recognizing that if that person wasn't in pain, they might not be giving you such a hard time. Uh, joy, the practice, can be a little bit different. So instead of offering uh, our compassion and loving kindness to others, the concept of joy in these immeasurables is an empathetic joy, uh, an appreciative joy, um, a sympathetic joy. Um, the Pali Sanskrit word is uh, mudita. Um, and so we don't really know how to translate it into one word. But what's really interesting about it is that we can bring in others' joy to our experience. And, it, I mean, it's clear what we do in this group. We can almost, like, draft off of other people's joy. Or, like, you know what? I'm going to look for a flower tomorrow. Or I remember when I won an award, too. I wonder how great that felt. Um, so, to me, it's uh, special. And I haven't really practiced joy a whole lot in, in the last three or four weeks of practicing, and I've gotten a lot out of it. So we'll practice for 15, 20 minutes or something like that. I'll guide us through as per usual and just uh, you know, make yourself comfortable. Um, I think I'm going to leave the fan on unless anybody have an, has any objections, and that'll be part of our mindfulness practice. So. <laughs> the cycle. Uh, so you might move your body back and forth in the chair just finding a comfortable position for your sits bones experimenting with the arms of your chair or resting them in your lap straightening your back and releasing it finding a comfortable position there and I'll ring the bell several times and to begin our practice, we'll bring our attention to the sound as it comes and it goes. With this gift of a beautiful day, 
you might begin your practice by bringing your attention to sounds. Noticing the birds, the breeze, other noises in our surroundings. Just allow those sounds to come and go, not reaching to hear, but allowing them to enter your experience and fade away. Sensing a rhythm of our environment, the dances, the birds communicate. And allowing this to bring you to presence. We can only experience these sounds in the here and the now. your perception of these sounds, judgments of positive or negative, but also notice how fleeting our judgments, our thoughts. gently guiding your attention to your breath, breathing naturally and observing the rhythm of each inhale and each exhale. The muscles body expands and contracts with each breath.
Observing the source of each breath deep inside our body. Perhaps in the chest area inside the rib cage. An area you might call the heart center. Your lungs, your heart, and your soul rest in this space. Sense the breath emanating from this heart center and returning. center as our support, our anchor, I'll guide you through a practice of mudita, of sympathetic joy. And like the other practices of the immeasurables, we bring an image to mind along with a wish or an intention and some phrases to support this wish. So to begin, bring to mind someone you know, someone perhaps close to you, who is doing really, really well right now. This may take many different forms. Someone experiencing success with family, with work, their connection to others, someone experiencing good health, good fortune, or perhaps even someone who's had a nice turnaround recently from adversity. Let an image of this being form in your mind, perhaps recognizing the role you've played in their experience of doing really well. You might visualize them in a state of joy. Feel their presence. Sense what arises in you. Notice the joy that forms in you as you see them doing well. And perhaps also 
recognizing any feelings of, of jealousy or envy. And that's normal. We'll work with that as well. So with this image in your mind, we'll now offer our wishes. And I'll offer some supporting phrases that you might repeat silently to yourself. Or even just words as part of those phrases. May your happiness increase. May your success continue to grow. May you continue to create the conditions for peace, freedom, and awakening in your life. I see your success and I wish for it to grow. May your happiness increase. May your success continue to grow. May you continue to create the conditions for peace, freedom, and awakening in your life. I see your success and I wish for it to grow. And at first these phrases may seem awkward or mechanical. We needn't believe every word of this wish. Let's see if you can find something that resonates and offer that as part of your intention. May your happiness increase. May your success continue to grow. May you continue to create the conditions for peace, happiness, and awakening in your life. I see your success, and I wish for it to grow.
as your attention wanders, you might bring yourself back to your breath, or perhaps the time to refresh the image, maybe now. happiness increase. May your success continue to grow. May you continue to create the conditions for peace, happiness, and success and awakening in your life. I see your success, and I wish for it to grow. Now let your mind be still, releasing the phrases, releasing the images. Resting in presence. Notice what is happening in your experience. What may have shifted or changed. Perhaps recognizing the joy that you may have uncovered only for a moment. for the benefits of this practice to extend beyond ourselves, beyond this circle, to those we encounter each day. May, I, may our practice support happiness, health, safety, and peace in all beings.